Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, I certainly want to add my congratulations and shout out to everybody who is in Rooted 2023. If you did not get the opportunity to do that and you're hearing a little bit about it going like, this seems intriguing, this could be helpful. You can start out 2024 by joining in a Rooted group and we'd love to have you do it. You can do it online as well. Scan the QR code and start that new year out in a wonderful way. Now, talking about New Year, do you realize as of today, we are 22 days away from Christmas? Okay, are you feeling it yet? I don't think you're feeling it yet. Okay, uh, here's what we're going to do then. We are going to, in just a moment, read the Christmas story. It's found in Luke chapter 2 at that point. Now, as you're turning there, if you've got a Bible, you can turn there. If you've got it on your phone, you can open up and go over to Luke chapter 2. How many would say that you're familiar with the Christmas story? Can I just a hand? You're familiar with it? Jesus, Mary, Joseph. It wasn't a trick question at all. You're familiar with the story. Okay. For those of you familiar with it, how many would say that the Christmas story has just gotten kind of like ho-hum? Kind of like it's just same old, same old. Anybody say that? I mean, right? I mean... It hasn't changed in the last 2,023 years, right? It's the same story, which is actually a good thing. This Christmas at Fox River, we are going to be inviting you into experience the wonder of Christmas. That is, to experience the wonder of Christmas, maybe for the first time, or if you have before, something that will be new and fresh to you that way. And in order to have something that you're going to be able to hang this experiencing of the wonder of Christmas on, I want to give you this mental image. Lock that into your minds as we pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would help every single person listening today online, in person, across all of our campuses, to be able to experience the joy, the peace, the hope, but most of all, the wonder of Christmas anew and afresh. Please. That's our prayer, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody in agreement said? Amen. Amen. All right. If you have your Bible open, Luke chapter 2 shares. In those days... Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was a governor of Syria. Now, that's just history. You could check that out. It's all there. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to, Jude to Judah to Bethlehem in the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a company, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed as there's wonder, right? At what the shepherds had said to them. Verse 19, would you read this with me, everybody? But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, if we dig into a little bit of those words there, the word says Mary treasured up. The word treasure there, it means to hold something in very high value and to guard it, as in to guard it with your life. The word ponder here, Ponder means to contemplate. It means to connect the dots. It's to puzzle something out. So that's what Mary was doing. Now, if we were to fast forward 12 years, which in this case is just going across the page, to verse number 51, we'd read these words again. But his mother, that is Mary, treasured all of these things in her heart. Word treasure there, it's diatereo, which is an intensified form of the previous words of treasure and ponder kind of moved together there. What Mary was doing, is actually an example for us here, what she was doing is what the Bible refers to as meditating. And I do want to tell you that without meditation, you will not experience the wonder of Christmas. This is something that we're going to find. It's going to be absolutely essential for doing so. And it is something that we all can do as well. Now, meditation is something that God continually calls us up to be able to do. He does it all throughout his word. In fact, just a couple of words from God to us about this idea of meditation here to Joshua, when he gets ready to lead all of Israel into the promised land the very first time, he says this. He says, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. So that you may observe to do all that is written therein, because then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will find good success. That's the end of meditation. The book of Psalms is like the songbook or the hymn book of the Bible. And over and over in Psalms, meditation is brought out and it's brought to us. In Psalm 77, we read the words, I will consider all of your works and meditate on all of your mighty deeds. So meditation isn't just about the words of God, but it's also about the works of God. What he's done, what he's doing in our lives. That's a focus of meditation. Quick question here, especially to anybody that's in school right now. How many of you have you've ever thought this thought? You know, I'm just smarter than my teacher. How many of you ever thought that? 
Yeah, hands everywhere. Like, I'm just smarter than my teeth. If, if, if that's ever come across your mind, you are going to love Psalm 119.99. Because it says this, that I have more insight than all of my teachers because I meditate on your statutes. The Apostle Paul tells us this. He says, finally, in conclusion, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything that has excellence or praiseworthy, I want you to think on these things. Or I want you to meditate on these things. Meditate in the scripture means, you're gonna love this, it means to chew the cud. Now some of you are thinking like, that reminds me of Thanksgiving at my house. Just looking, looking at that. This chewing of the cud, for animals that do it, um, they, will, they take food in their mouth initially, and then they chew it and they swallow it. And then what happens next is they are just, they're able to burp it right up, and then they chew it again, and they swallow it. And they burp it up again, and then they chew it. And then they swallow They do this four different times, which has led some people to believe that uh, animals that chew the cud have four different stomachs. That they don't. They have one stomach that has four different compartments. And every time they move that food back up and re-chew the cud, what they're doing is they're getting more nutrients. They're getting more from the food through the chew that goes on there. Meditation, I mean, you might think Eastern meditation, which, you know, a picture like this might come to your mind. Um, right? Eastern meditation would tell a person you need to empty your mind, empty yourself of everything. But that's not what biblical meditation is. In fact, the Bible, meditation is just the opposite. Rather than emptying your mind, you want to fill or you want to Focus your mind. You want to take hold of something and you want to then chew the cud with that. No, no, you know, chewing the cud's like, eh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, you might not be connecting with that as much, but you might be able to, you know, use this analogy a little bit better. Um, when you think about chewing the cud, two things. Meditation isn't really like this, Tootsie Roll Pop. I can tell you from my experience that I have never licked my way all the way to the stick. After three, four, five licks, you know what happens? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, that's gone. Now this, on the other hand, this is much more like meditation. This is a giant jawbreaker. There is no crunching of this whatsoever. This goes in, you'd like to see it, right? This goes in, and what you're gonna do is you're going to savor, you're going to allow that to slowly dissolve in your mouth. Now, when it comes to meditation, this, I think, is even a more apt thing. This is a mega jawbreaker. Look at this. Check this out. Do you know how long it would take to work through this? I can tell you. There is a world's record. The world's record for being able to consume the mega jawbreaker is 17 days, 4 hours, 8 minutes, and 19 seconds without stopping. In this there is a rainbow of flavor and experience awaiting you. <laughs> I just work you. Now, that 
is what meditation takes. It's no, you know, you're done. It's like you need to let it, let the experience continue to happen within you. Meditating is taking a truth and then starting to ask. Remember, Mary pondered. It's asking who, what, when, where, why. It's making connections if, then, right? It's starting to connect dots. It's a lot about questions that go into it. And it will open up the wonder of God and the wonder of Christmas to you. Now, I'm absolutely convinced of this. You may not be convinced of this yet because you might be thinking this. Sounds good. I don't know if I can do that. So, let's do a meditation together, shall we? Um, here's, what here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a character of the Christmas story because Mary is our kind of our mentor, our example. Let's take Mary. And let's go to Mary. So we're gonna go, we're gonna join Mary, gonna come right alongside Mary. After the shepherds have left, early in Christmas morning. Now one of the things I'm gonna encourage you to do, Ken, get a notebook, get an iPad, something like that, and you be able just to write down, jot yourself a note or two, like you ask a question. So you, you might go, wonder of Christmas, or you might go, Mary on here. And then, what would Mary have seen? Okay, work with me. Here's Mary. She is in the animal shelter. Could be a cave, small little dwelling place like that. The manger's there. Mary's here. Shepherds are gone. Early Christmas morning. Mary's here, and she's awake. What does Mary see? One of the things she sees would be what? Okay, yep, all right. So one of the things she sees for sure is the baby, right? The baby is right there. And she looks and sees baby Jesus. And when Mary's looking at baby Jesus, what is she thinking? Well, one of the things you might write down, she's thinking like, this is a miracle. I have never had sex with anyone in my life, but I have just given birth to this baby. This is a miracle of God. And she wonders over that. So she sees Jesus. Who else would she see as she looks around the shelter that night? Yeah, Joseph, right? No, she looks over and she sees Joseph. Not Joseph, maybe his eyes closed. You know, it's been a long day for him. You know, tired, had to watch his you know, wife give birth there. Man, it's, it's weary for men to be able to do that, okay? <laughs> so he may be sleeping or could be that, could be that his eyes are open and he's just kind of looking up at Mary. Mary sees Joseph. What does she think? One of the things that she thinks is this. He so loves me. Because Joseph, she knows, has given up his reputation to be able to take her as his wife. Nobody's believing this virgin birth thing. So they believe that Joseph has gotten Mary pregnant and just won't own up to it. Or they're thinking that Joseph has had pity on some immoral woman who's gone out and gotten herself pregnant and taken that shame on him. And she knows that he is, you know, that's what he's been now just, you know, tattooed with. And she's like, I can't believe how much he loves me. Mary looks around. What else does she see? Come on. 
animals there like right she mean she's there i mean she sees it i mean i didn't ask you what she smells but you can go there as well you know what's it like you know in there in this dwelling but she sees the animals and this may be going through her mind when she sees them here i am with my baby and my husband and a bunch of animals because our relatives won't even let us into their house they are embarrassed by us the condition that I'm in. They're afraid of what other people in town are gonna say as a result of that. Ask yourself, like, here's Mary. She's sitting there. Here's the baby. Here's, here's Joseph. Here's the animals. What is Mary feeling? How many here have ever given birth? Okay, ask them. I really can't tell you. But I mean, you ask them, they'll tell you, like, this is what Mary's feeling. And just, you can just jot yourself a couple notes or write yourself a couple questions. You could do this, right? I mean, like I, like, I could do this. And the more that you do it, I guarantee you, the more that's gonna begin to open up to you as a result of that. If you wanna expand Mary just a little bit, you could take it out nine months. And nine months ago, Mary could, you know, she would have been able to say, I've seen an angel and lived to tell about it. She could talk about how she went over to see her Aunt Elizabeth, who should have been Grandmother Elizabeth. She was old enough to be, but she'd never been able to have children. And so... Couldn't be a mother, couldn't be a grandmother that way. But in her old age with her husband, Zacharias, well past menopause, she's able to conceive and is going to have a child. Actually, it's John the Baptist at this point. And while Mary spent three months there, her husband, Zacharias, didn't say one single word because he wasn't able to. He'd actually been struck um, mute by an angel who said, because you haven't believed what God has said to you, here's going to be a sign for everybody. You're not going to be able to speak until the baby is born. So, I mean, Zacharias, he wasn't saying anything to Mary, but he was texting like crazy, right? I mean, he was getting those messages like, you know, let me tell you what was going on there, you know, with, with his tablet that way. When it comes to Christmas, if you just give yourself just a little bit of time to wonder, I guarantee you, it is going to open up and so what I'm going to ask of each and every one of us, old and young alike, is let's do this year the Christmas chew, shall we? In fact, why don't you turn next to the person next to you and go like, hey, let's do the chew. All right, you need to do the Christmas chew. Because while you're doing it, here's one thing I can guarantee you. Everybody's going to be thinking about something this Christmas. If last Christmas is any indicator of this Christmas, what you're going to be thinking about, what are you going to be thinking about? What is going to go over and over in your mind? It could be the crazy schedule that you find yourself in. It's getting people to where they need to go. It's the programs. It's the events and everything that's going on. Could be for you. And we got to get together. and We're going to do family gatherings together. And for some of you, it's like, I am so looking forward to it. And others of you are like, oh, we got to do family gatherings again this year. Because it can be crazy for you. Or there's some broken things that are going on that way. I remember talking to Ben and Timber, we were, and they were in the coffee line, and I just chatting with them for a couple uh, minutes, and they shared with me how both of their parents are divorced and then remarried. So when Christmas comes, they have to go to four different Christmas celebrations together with their two young kids. And they said, trying to, you know, just like help everybody or keep everybody happy, they go like, it will just wear us out. And then they shared one of the reasons that they love coming to church is it just helps them to stay grounded, grounded in family and grounded in faith 
that way. But certainly it's gonna, it, it may be occupying some of your minds already. You're thinking about that. Some of us are thinking about the gifts, gifts to buy, gifts to get, or how to pay for these gifts. And it could be that what you're thinking about is the financial pressure that you're under now, or it could be stress that's going on at work. But Christmas is like, it's bringing all of this to us, isn't it? Which is, I think, an important aside. Did you realize that worry is a form of meditation? When we worry, what do we do? We take hold of some thought and we keep chewing on it. We go over and over and over in our mind. Only with worry, we don't bring God into the equation. We don't bring his grace into the occasion. And we think about all the things that could go wrong, might go wrong, the difficulties that we're gonna be facing, the challenges of that without God. But we're meditating at that point. There's one other thing that might keep you from the wonder of Christmas that is meditating and discovering the wonder of Christmas. And that would be if you get caught up in amusement. Now, I choose the word really carefully because amusement is actually a compound word, amuse. Ah means without or not, and muse means to think. So you know what amusement is? It means without thinking. I mean, for you, it just may be like, you know, the next 30 days of Hallmark Channel, and that's all, I mean, that's, that's all that's gonna be on. Or it could be movies, it could be video games, it could be a bottle for you that keeps you from just taking that moment to pause and to meditate on what God wants for you to do the chew. So here's what I'm gonna ask. Here's the, here's the challenge, but it's the call up for all of us. Students, young adults, adults. This year, would you make a commitment with me to do a daily chew or do the Christmas chew? And here's what I mean by that. Would you be willing to take three to five minutes from now until Christmas and just use that time to think, or I'm gonna use the word, to meditate? Again, I encourage you before, maybe you're gonna to wanna to get a notebook and um, have that there in which you're going to write down a Christmas character. Or maybe you're just gonna go through Luke chapter two and you know start to write down what your questions are from there. Another help that we have put together, it's called the Advent Project. And I hope this is something that is, I hope it's just a, a gift to you um, this year and one that you can share with others as well. The idea came to us to be able to gather churches of our area, other great churches, and to be able to say, let's come together and um, share in an Advent experience that all of us can do, our entire communities can do as well. And so we were able to gather 13 churches, actually called up 20 Seven of them, and they, they would want to go on record here, um, they weren't able to make this incredibly small production window we had, but every one of the 20 said the same thing. They're like, we would love to be a part of this. We want our churches to be working together for the cause of Jesus. And so we were able to come together, and what we've done is you've got um, from 13 different churches, all the worship teams that are coming together, uh, pastors have come together, and we will talk through um, the four Advent major topics. We're going to talk about the wonder of Christmas hope. That's going to release tomorrow. We're going to talk about the wonder of Christmas peace, the wonder of Christmas joy, the wonder of Christmas love. You may choose to use that as your meditation, because that's pretty much what the pastors are doing. We're just talking through them, conversation. You can take some of those and start to write down your notes. 
quite honestly, if you did your meditation, three minutes, just you sat, sat down and did it, and you had nothing but questions, it would be a good meditation. Because most people that discovered Jesus came to him with either a question or a problem. So taking all these questions that are coming to our mind, I guarantee you it will open yourself up to what God wants for you. So here's what you do. Three to five minutes, I encourage you, pick a time of day. In other words, put it on your calendar. Maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you're gonna do it at lunch. You're just gonna schedule it in there. Maybe you've got some time in the night, but schedule that in there. Such and such time, doing the chew. Just put that right in your calendar. Do the chew. Then pick a place consistently. Comfortable chair, desk, if you're gonna go for a walk, whatever it is you're gonna do, but have some consistency to it. Maybe you're gonna be able to do it with a friend. You're gonna do it online, you're gonna text a person and do that shoe together because these open up ideas. If you're in a group right now, you can do and you can work that together. But as you do, always open yourself up with this simple prayer. Holy Spirit, help me to experience the wonder. The wonder of God, the wonder of God's working, your wonders, help me to experience the wonder and then take that time, focus the thought, and I'm looking forward to some pretty, pretty encouraging stories that you're gonna be able to come because every one of us can do this. Real quick, there's another animal that does the chew, chews the cud. And I think, I think the giraffe should get a special notation because when you think about it, I mean, Eating is just this pretty much common to the other animals that um, uh, um, are, are, you know, what do they do? Yeah, they chew the cut. But when a giraffe swallows, he's got four times, he's got to bring that back up again. Don't you think that is something worthy? I mean, oh, and then, like all the way back on, re-chew it again, swallow it, and to bring that up. As I was thinking about you know, the, the cud chewers of giraffe, I certainly came to um, this understanding because we've seen giraffes so often in Africa. What if we would include in this Christmas chew this thought? Just to meditate one or two times. What would it be like to give birth to a child knowing that you're not even gonna be able to provide enough to keep your child full? What's it like being born into the cycle of poverty, having come with your parents from the cycle of poverty, knowing that your children are also gonna be trapped in a cycle of poverty? And just to think about the hopelessness of that. Then, flip it. And then what would it be like to have your child invited to be able to attend a school, a high quality school, that they would not be able to attend otherwise, that is going to change that child's life. It's actually gonna change the family's life as well. The place that they go to school, they're gonna get fed, there's also gonna be you know, clothing that's provided for them, there's some medical attention that goes with it too. And just think what it would be like to be that child, to go and to experience that. See, for everyone that participates in my gift for Jesus, you can have a moment of just real joy when you, when you make that um, commitment. 
But there is a world of joy that's waiting for you. When you think about this is what's happening in this child's life today. I grabbed this picture um, before I came up here. This is Sabrina um, Mangoma. Sabrina is in preschool right now. Sabrina does not have a sponsor. Uh, Sabrina's family, I think she's um, a single single uh, mother there, but the monthly income is $50. That's it. But right now, Sabrina has been given the opportunity to be able to enter into Crossroads Academy. What would it be like to be able to sponsor Sabrina? To actually pray for her, to send a word of encouragement to her and to her family, and to think about the difference that that is actually making. Not just doing a good thing, but realizing this good work is continuing on. And if you're interested, um, you can grab Sabrina, or of course there's many, many other children that are waiting in the gym for that sponsorship as well. I'm going to end by just letting us know this. That meditation is powerful. Meditation moves us from fact to impact. It's kind of what we're just talking about there. It is a fact that God loves you, right? I mean, John 3, 16, fact. God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Here's the Christmas story for us that way. God loves you. But when you go, if you would just meditate for these next seven days on this one thing, I am loved by God. And you start to write down the different ramifications of being loved unconditionally, being loved to this degree. When I think about John 3, 16, it's really what was my first inspiration to find a mega jawbreaker. Because you could take this truth that you are loved by God and you could savor it for the next 365 days. And when this is gone, you would not have exhausted all that there is in the love of God for you in your life. Don't just stop at fact. Let it impact you. It's fact that Jesus is risen. That's that's a fact. But what if you would take this time to meditate? What does it mean, Jesus' resurrection, the power of God that has been brought to my life through receiving him? That's when the resurrection of Jesus begins to impact you and it changes our life. It changes our perspective. It allows us to truly deal with the worry that we've got in front of us. That's what meditation does. It moves you from fact to impact. Today, you may know the facts about Jesus. Came to earth, Christmas. Died and rose again, Easter. But you've never opened your life up to Jesus and let that impact affect you. That's true. I hope you'll open yourself up to him even before we leave today. I know the power of meditation. Experience it. God knows the power of meditation. He's the one that calls us to it. But please, would you open yourself up to the power of meditation in your life? Because it's something that you, every single one of us can do. And you can experience wonder. Christmas wonder. Wonder over the Almighty. Would you join me in this prayer? God, you knew exactly what the potential was for us in meditation when you called us to do it. To meditate. To think about you. To think about your works. And we want to respond to that now. So friends, 
I just want to ask you, if you would be willing to make a commitment before God, saying, I will do a daily chew from now till Christmas. I'll just take three to five minutes to pause and think. If you can make that spiritual commitment, I'm going to ask every one of us here, would you just lift a hand and say, I'm in, I'll do it. Would you make that commitment before God? Take a step right now. Take an, take an action. God. And if you're ready to receive Jesus, you know the facts. But today you're ready to actually act on those facts. I'd like to ask you, would you raise your hand and say, Guy, I am ready to receive Jesus and desiring to do so. Others, God bless you. Thank you for your working, Lord. What you're doing Lord, what is going to happen over these next, well, these next 22 days till Christmas and beyond? We look forward to it and praise you, Jesus. In your name, and our agreement said, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.